Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to help you open your Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the one-year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is April 18th, and our reading comes from Luke chapter 19. Here's what it says. Jesus entered Jericho and made his way through the town. There was a man there named Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector in the region, and he had become very rich. He tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. So he ran ahead, climbed a sycamore fig tree beside the road, where Jesus was going to pass that way. When Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and called him by name. Zacchaeus, he said, quick. Come down. I must be a guest in your home today. Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. But the people were displeased. Jesus is gone to be the guest of a notorious sinner, they grumbled. Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half my wealth to the poor, Lord. And if I have cheated people on their taxes, I'll give them back four times as much. Jesus responded, Salvation has come to this home today, for this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and save those who are lost. Boy, this is one of my favorite stories in Scripture. I love how Jesus is consumed with this passion to reach people, to reconnect us to the Father. You know, when I read this story, it reminds me of my own experience. Here at Definition Church, I've always had tremendous freedom to be focused on outsiders instead of just insiders. In my first church, it really wasn't that way. I'll never forget. I was just a young guy and gone to this young church. And, you know, I was doing a lot. I was in seminary. I was preaching three times a week and teaching Sunday school. We had church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and I was teaching a Sunday school class. It was a little overwhelming and, of course, doing funerals and visiting the sick and all that stuff. But I was also desperately trying to meet people in the community and to tell them about Jesus. And the truth is, there just wasn't enough time to do it all. And so I had to make some strategic decisions. I had to prioritize some things. And during that first year, we were a church of about 60 people. But in that first year, we had 50 people give their life to Jesus, and the church really began to grow. It was so exciting. Everybody was fired up about it. But then, well, people started to complain. And what they were complaining about is I was spending too much time in the community with outsiders, with people that didn't even go to our church, people that needed Jesus, and not enough of my time with insiders, people that already went to our church, people who already knew Jesus. I met with a group of our leaders, and I said, guys, I need your help. I need you to take care of the insiders so I can stay focused on outsiders And uh, they verbally, they agreed to do it, but really didn't follow through. And despite all the growth in our church, eventually it created a lot of conflict, and I was forced to leave. 
Well, in 2000, that's when Tina and I moved to Greensboro to become the pastor of what was Daystar, now Definition Church. And I'll never forget telling the church right out of the gate, listen, my passion is to do whatever we have to do to reach people for Jesus. Now, if you're excited about that, I'm your guy. But if that doesn't get you excited, if that's not what you want in a pastor, please do not call me because this will not end well. I cannot give that up. It's just, it's in my bones, right? But the church got so excited about that. Back then, Definition was a church of about 30 people, if you can imagine. It was a small group. And I became the pastor, and the church began to grow, and we were reaching people. And over the last 22 years, we've literally seen thousands and thousands of people give their life to Jesus. It's been so exciting because the church has always released me and empowered me to keep us focused on those who are not here yet. This is so important. The church does not exist for insiders. We already know Jesus. We're already learning to grow in our faith. We exist for outsiders. We exist for those who are not here yet. Think about our mission. We exist to help people be with Jesus, become like Jesus, and do what Jesus did. So in this story, what did Jesus do? He goes to this town, and he sees this guy, Zacchaeus. Now, Zacchaeus is a guy that everybody else, all the other religious people, the church, is overlooking. In fact, they think Zacchaeus is the enemy. Jesus understands, no, Zacchaeus is my target group. Zacchaeus is the person I have come to seek and to save. And Jesus recognizes Zacchaeus's his hunger, his curiosity, his desire to connect with Jesus. After all, he's the only one that climbs the tree, so desperate to see Jesus. You know, in your own life, this has been true for me. If we will ask God to open our eyes as we are doing life in our neighborhoods and at work and in our different places in our community, all these different places, if we'll ask God to open our eyes so that we can see the people who are open to Jesus, we can step into those relationships and begin talking about our experience with Christ. For the last few years, I've been trying to do that, and I'm always amazed now at how easy it is to recognize the people who are ready, who are ripe, who are open to the gospel, and have those conversations, and how wonderful the response has been. And I want to just encourage you, open your eyes, be looking around. There are people right now in your life who are open to the gospel who you have an opportunity to tell them about your experience with Jesus. And Jesus does that in the story. So he invites Zacchaeus to come down. They have lunch together. And Zacchaeus has such a powerful experience with Jesus that he says, I'm willing to give away half my money. And if I've cheated anybody out of their taxes, man, I'm not just going to give them back what I took. I'm going to give them four times as much. And Jesus says, because of that response, what is obvious is that your conversion is real. You know, sometimes as we're doing this podcast, one of the things that's been a little emotionally challenging for me is I'm just so aware of how often Jesus addresses how we handle our money. I almost feel like I got to apologize for Jesus. But the truth is, Jesus makes it clear how we handle our money as an indication of our spiritual temperature. And in this story, when Zacchaeus is willing to put Jesus in charge of his money, Jesus says that's a great indication that Jesus is in charge of his heart. 
And the same thing is true for me, and the same thing is true for you. And I think what's also just important in this story is, is Zacchaeus had become very, very wealthy, and that the more wealthy we are to whom much is given, much is required. And so he made a tremendously generous offer and gift to make a difference for the kingdom. And when we've been given much, more is expected. But the truth is the people didn't like it, right? They start fussing because Jesus is not spending more time with insiders than he is with outsiders. He seems to be more excited, seems to be more focused, seems to be paying more attention to those who are outside the church, who are sinners, who are broken, who have made a mess of things instead of with us. And I just think that's the heart of Jesus. That's why Jesus came. He left heaven to come after us. And I'm praying that we would always as a church, in fact, let me just say this, I am so grateful to serve a church that has allowed me and has joined me in being focused on those who are not here yet. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Definition Church, for having a love for people who don't know Jesus yet. I wish the church all over the world was consumed with a passion for sharing Jesus. Listen, not just being right, but sharing Jesus, your experience with Jesus, with the people in your world. And again, our mission is we're with Jesus so that we become like Jesus. And the truth is, if we believe we're connected to Jesus, but yet we don't begin to notice those who are disconnected from him, then our connection is not as strong as we think it is. As that connection is strengthened, his heart becomes our heart. What he loves is what we love. What he hates is what he hates. And Jesus loves people, and he hates the devil, and he hates the impact that sin has had on Zacchaeus and so many others that don't know him. And so he's desperately trying to do something about it. That's what he did in my life. It's probably what he's done in your life. And he's what he's inviting all of us to do in our community and around our world. God, give us the ability to see people around us who are open, who are curious, who are hungry for Jesus. God, give us the courage to take the risk, to have those conversations. God, we pray that we would always as a church be focused not on insiders, we already know you. We've been so blessed by you. Help us to focus on giving you away. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you so much for this word. And I just pray that as a church, we'd always remain focused on those who are not here yet. Give us a love for the lost. Give us a boldness and a courage to step into those conversations and to share Jesus. And God, we pray for a great, great harvest before you return. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, man, I hope this encourages and challenges you today. Man, have a great day. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.